how can you pair your podcast content with webinars to grow your email list? The answer is simple, by utilizing the podcast to webinar system. I'm Yanni Lunga, dubbed podcasting advocate by Forbes. I'm a podcasting consultant and founder of the Podcast Success Summit, Podcast Success Academy, and Podcast Growth Mastermind. One of the most important things to develop as you grow your business is to figure out what your power levers for achieving rapid, sustainable growth are going to be. For me, what I've found is the best system is the podcast webinar sales system, as I like to call it. Attract people outside of iTunes, as well as people that have never heard of podcasting. And this is why I recommend growing your podcast with webinars, because you'll be able to attract people and grab their email address through the, the, the webinar uh, process. So when people register for a webinar, they provide their name and email address, and that way you can build a relationship with them. And you're listening to the Podcast Lab, the show that is all about helping you become a better independent podcaster. In the last episode, we looked at one blogging technique you can use to grow your email list as a podcaster, and that was the content upgrade technique. In case it's the first time listening to the show, today's episode, session 68, is part of a series of episodes that focus on email marketing and lead generation for podcasters. In the show notes page over at thepodcastelab.com slash session 68, you're going to find the link to the previous episodes on the topic. Today, we focus on one specific strategy you can use, and it's called the podcast to webinar system. The first thing when it comes to that, you may be asking yourself, why webinars? Are webinars the answer? One of the most important things to develop as you grow your business is to figure out what your power levers for achieving rapid, sustainable growth are going to be. That's Kelly Roach, business coach, speaker, best-selling author, and host of Unstoppable Success Radio. For me, what I've found is the best system is the podcast webinar sales system, as I like to call it. And that means you host a weekly webinar, your podcast serves as the lead generation tool and the list building tool to get people engaged in your brand and on your webinar. And at the end of that webinar, you make an irresistible offer that people simply can't refuse to get started working with you or learning from you. Kelly talked about a growth asset to leverage. Webinars are the one for her and also for another guest expert who's here with us today, Omar Zenholm. Now you may be saying to yourself, it sounds interesting, but podcast to webinar system sounds a little bit too complicated for my taste. Is that really the case? Well, not really. In fact, in terms of resources, there isn't really that much that you're going to need. You're going to need, obviously, an email marketing software. The one I've used for some years now is called Active Campaign. I've added the link to that and everything else we're going to cover in the show notes page once again over at thepodcastlab.com slash session 68. There is plenty of options and you may be using one already, but you are going to need a tool to manage your email list. So that's the first thing. The second thing is a tool to manage and run webinars. And similarly to even marketing services, there is plenty of options. Webinar Ninja, and we have his co-founder here today, Omar Zenholm, 
is a popular option. Webinar Jam is another one, easy webinar. And I've added the links to those in the show notes as well. So now the question becomes how to make webinars fit into your podcasting workflow and journey. That's a question I've asked to Omar Zenholm, who, as I said, is the co-founder of Webinar Ninja, co-founder of the $100 MBA and host of the Apple Podcasts top-ranking podcast, The $100 MBA Show. I got the pleasure to meet Omar and his partner in business and life, Nicole Baldino, a few months ago when we presented that we are podcast in Brisbane, Australia. Attract people outside of iTunes, as well as people that have never heard of podcasting. And this is why I recommend growing your podcast with webinars, because you'll be able to attract people and grab their email address through the, the, the webinar uh, process. So when people register for a webinar, they provide their name and email address, and that way you can build a relationship with them. And I highly recommend running a webinar on the topic or topics that you cover on your podcast. So say, for example, you did a podcast episode on building an email list. What you should do is just run a webinar with that topic in mind. You just did a you just did a podcast on that topic. You might as well just do a, a webinar on it. And what you're going to do here is that you're going to just cover the same material. And this is for new audiences. And you're going to let them know that you know you just did an episode in your podcast with this topic. And then when you wrap up your actual webinar, you can tell them what your next episode of your podcast is going to be. This allows them to understand that you, know, that you continue to give value on your podcast. And then what I like to do is actually show them on my phone, on camera, how to subscribe to my show. That way you make sure they don't miss the next episode, right? So if you have you know, 50 to 100, 150 people on your webinar, you know, that's, a, that's 100 plus new subscribers every time you run a webinar. Um, and and w- what's great about this is that it requires pretty much no preparation whatsoever because you just covered this topic on your podcast. So webinars are a great way for to grow your email list. And again, once you're on your email list, you can you give them your newsletters. You can obviously give them free content courses, um, give them offers, let them know when their next your next podcast episode is coming out. And uh, this allows you to have a long-lasting relationship outside of the podcasting platform because, again, you don't get much information on iTunes. Um, even if they leave you a review, it's not even their name. It's their iTunes handle. So uh, this allows you to really build your uh, relationship with your audience uh, under your roof. Omar said it, webinars can be used not only to grow your email list and to sell, but even to grow the number of subscribers of your podcast. He said he takes advantage of sharing the time with people, so being live in real time and show people how to find his show and subscribe to it. So if you do want to go for live webinars, that's definitely something you want to do as well. And another point he made that I thought was great is to really look at webinars as the extension, if you will, of your podcast content and of your podcasting efforts. So think about episodes, it can be a specific episode, or it can even be a series of episodes. And Omar said, you talk about something on your podcast, why not taking some of the golden nuggets there, repackage them, represent them in the form of a webinar. And if you think about it, with podcasts, we lack the visual dimension, which is something that is very much present with webinars. So webinars are definitely worth experimenting with. Not all webinars are created equal. In fact, there are at least two 
types of webinars, live and pre-recorded ones. So the two major types of webinars that people know about are live webinars and automated webinars. Uh, with our platform, Webinar Ninja, you can run both. You can run uh, a live webinar where you're live on camera or using your slides and you're interacting with your audience in real time. Or you can run an automated webinar, which is a recorded video, and your uh, guests can watch that at a particular time that you set. Uh, and you can also have them ask questions, and they can ask questions, and those questions get sent to you automatically via email, so you can reply to them and respond to them. Now, there are advantages and disadvantages to both, um, and it depends on your needs. So live webinars are great for answering questions live, building rapport very quickly. It's great for sales webinars because it, it allows you answer a lot of sales questions. So, you know, any kind of um, objections they have are, are removed and they can, you know, they can uh, convert that way. And automated webinars are awesome for any kind of products you have. Say, for example, you're running a demo of your course or you're running a demo of your actual software that you're selling. This allows you to be able to run these demos continuously without you being present. So uh, both tools are great. Um, I highly recommend maybe getting started with a Q&A webinar where, so there's really no preparation there, you're just answering questions. And then you can take that and use some of the questions that people ask and turn that into a live webinar topic. Once you have that live webinar topic and you run that webinar, you could take that recording and turn that into an automated webinar. And that can kind of run as an ongoing content generation tool. Obviously, there is pros and cons for both. I would say if you've never run webinars before, I would definitely encourage you to experiment with live webinars at least a few times so that you get a little bit of experience with them. And pre-recorded webinars, you don't kind of have the fear of being in front of a live audience. So that's something that is helpful in that sense. And for both live and pre-recorded webinars, you don't have to be on camera that much if you are camera shy. Personally, I would encourage you to still be on camera at least a minute at the beginning of the webinar and if possible at the end of the webinar. I think it always adds a little bit of a human touch, some personality, which I think is great. If you've attended a webinar before, then you know that webinars are often used as a sales tool. So the idea here is to leverage the webinar to, first of all, grow your email list. So in order to attend a webinar, whether it's live or pre-recorded, a person has to sign up so they give you their email address. And typically toward the end of the webinar, there is an offer you made, whether it's access to a course, a membership site, a book, coaching calls or things like that. Personally, I would say even if you don't have anything particular that you sell, try to always have a final call to action. Perhaps is to sign up for a free strategy call with you, something like that. Leverage the power of webinars to its fullest. One more thing you have to keep in mind is that webinars and your work with webinars don't stop as soon as you're finished with the actual broadcast, whether it's the live or pre-recorded one. And to tell us more about what we have to keep in mind and leverage, is Kelly Roach once again. That you make a clear offer that fills a very specific need for the people listening. Now, your webinar sales don't end there because your follow-up email sequence is just as important as the live webinar itself. And if you do it the right way, you're going to get almost as many sales from the follow-up sequence as you did from the live webinar. The webinar email follow-up sequence that Kelly just mentioned is key. In the past, I know I have signed up for webinars, but then I wasn't able to make them. 
and I managed to watch the replay and I saw the follow-up sequence. Sometimes I did purchase something through that. So it's definitely worth having a follow-up sequence in place. Typically, the way a webinar works is once a person signs up, they're going to get a reminder or a series of reminders by email with the date and time, what's going to be covered. Sometimes there are some resources like a worksheet or something like that that are delivered. And then after the broadcast is over, the person typically gets access to the replay for a limited amount of time. And oftentimes there is an offer that as well is available for a limited window of time. There you have it. This is what you have to think about to set up and leverage the podcast to webinar system. Now let's do a quick recap and look at each step of the podcast to webinar system. The first thing you want to do is to choose an episode or series of episodes of your podcast. And it doesn't matter whether it's upcoming episodes or past episodes. Then you want to think about the webinar or digital workshop. You may remember in a past episode, Tom Schwab from Interview Valet, he said that the research he and his team have done showed that not calling them webinars, but calling them something like digital workshop, for example, has better conversion rates. So even though webinar is what we're talking about here, you can call them digital workshops. And I would say especially if it's a pre-recorded one. Anyways, the second step is think about the topic of the webinar, then mention it on your show. So have a very specific call to action. It goes without saying that you want to set up all the webinar specific parameters, the date and time and all the webinar systems have tutorials on this. I know Webinar Ninja has one. I actually have used Webinar Ninja myself a few times. And for a pre-recorded webinar, you're going to have to decide whether that's something a person gets access to right away as soon as they sign up or if you still make it available only on a specific date and time. The best way to know which is the best thing to do is to actually try the different options test things out and see what resonates the most with your community. Then the follow-up sequence. You want to make sure that you have a few emails in place that are going to be sent after the webinar and in the days following the webinar slash digital workshop to the people who sign up and attended the webinar. You may remember in the last episode, I talked about Thrive Leads is a WordPress plugin that allows you to grow your email list by adding buttons, opt-in forms to posts, pages, specific section of your website. If you already have quite the number of episodes that you have been published, you have several show notes pages, what you could do is you could create a specific opt-in form for a digital workshop using Thrive Leads. Then you can add a specific tag or category to all the show notes page and Thrive Leads will display the opt-in form to the show notes page that have the specific tag. So it's a fantastic way to easily add a specific asset, a button or an opt-in form, only to pages that follow some parameters. In this case, pages that have a specific category and or tag. Once again, the show notes page for today's episode, you find them over at thepodcasterlab.com for slash session 68. And in tomorrow's episode, we're going to talk about something that can be addressed as its standalone strategy, or it can even be leveraged to get people into your podcast to webinar system. 
and I'm talking about SMS marketing. Text messaging is the number one form of communication that exists today, and it's not even close. It still blows my mind when I hear business owners are not leveraging text to get their message in front of their audience. Basically, like a text to opt-in. So, from my show, for many, many episodes in the beginning, I did a. You would text a certain word to my particular number, and then they would get whatever I mentioned that they could get. So that's a great way to build your email list, especially if you have a really engaged audience. And particularly with podcasts, oftentimes people are listening from their phones on the go, so they're not in front of the computer and ready to just pull up a website online because it's kind of a pain on mobile. I'm Yanni Longa, and this is the Podcast Lab. 